there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Hello guys, this is Vidas and uh, we're starting Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. And today's guest is uh, uh, Alina Rotaru, uh, harpsichordist and uh, organizer of uh, Lauxmin International Harpsichord Competition in Vilnius. And uh, the second edition of this competition has been just finished. And uh, I decided to ask uh, Alina a few questions about this wonderful initiative. Uh, as far as I know, this is the only harpsichord contest in, in the Baltic states. So welcome, Alina. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking to you. Thank you, Vidas. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So I know you are a fabulous harpsichord player and <laughs> um, a connoisseur of early music. And uh, he, together with Darius Stabinskas, you organize and manage uh, this wonderful early music uh, festival Banqueto Musicale here in Vilnius, uh, which already is running for what, uh, 30 years or more? 32, 32 years. For 32 years, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, those initiatives are very interesting and important for our region. So <clears throat> for the start of, of this conversation, I always uh, ask uh, my guests, how they first became interested in, in their instrument. Uh, so that might be the organ for organist, but for you, maybe harpsichord. How did you, uh, how did you fall in love with the harpsichord, Alina? Oh, yes, that is actually um, a, a question I've been asked many times. Um, I, um, I I'm, was born in Bucharest. I grew up there. I went to this special music school that that you guys have here too, and it's quite common in Eastern Europe. And of course, I, I, uh, my instrument was piano. Later, I, um, I started studying at the music academy in Bucharest. Um, I was uh, always uh, very much uh, interested in playing Bach and Scarlatti because these were the only composers of the Baroque that we were playing on the piano. In that times, I was very interested in the repertoire, and actually, that's yes. that was the that was the path I wanted to play this music on the instrument that they were intended for, and actually, that's how it started. So the moment I started studying at the music academy, there was a harpsichord in there somewhere, in one of the rooms, and it was one of these um, um, DDR Spehake uh, Zasman, you know this this uh, dinosaurs, these instruments, yes. which are now not, not being made anymore. I think they stopped making, making them in the 80s. But it didn't matter. Um, I just went there and I started playing them. Then um, I, was, um, I was lucky enough that we were quite um, a few years out of the dictatorship, which means uh, we could go out of the country. And... Yeah other people could come in. Um, they started uh, organizing the famous Bach Academy 
in in another city of Romania in Klausenburg in Cluj, uh, there were um, professors from from Germany coming to Cluj every year to for some important masterclass, and I went there, and that's how I. It was actually very quick that I I decided that is what I want to do. Wonderful. So early music love, right? Uh, uh, started uh, with with this instrument. Uh, although you started with the piano, of course, piano helped your background, and lots of pianists start. Uh, playing piano if they have good teachers uh, with early music as well so you had that kind of thing as well and that got you interested into harpsichord sounds as well correct yes and i actually uh, very much liked the the fact that the harpsichord is so different than the piano it's nothing against the piano i think piano is a great instrument but i liked very much um how subtle this instrument is and that it's not you cannot uh, manipulate it in any way really i mean you can't uh, everybody says yes you cannot do dynamics on the harpsichord this is really not true but you have to find different ways and you're not going to you cannot use too many tools for the piano you actually cannot cannot really so you have to find different ways and you have to um yeah i liked the idea that you have to search for this and um i still like this <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea that you uh, found this old, uh, uh, but not very old. It's it's not uh, historical, but modern har harpsichord, right? Post World War II <laughs> harpsichord. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and you there started was nothing playing. Else. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there was nothing else, and and also I I also started to tune it. <clears throat> I had no idea. Um, I mean, I knew that there were different tuning systems by then, but I didn't have a, <clears throat> I didn't have a tuning machine. I didn't even have the structure in my head of the, let's say, of, of the Vecmeister or, or or of other tuning systems. But I, I have a good, um, I, I hear very well, um, yes. And I was just, uh, yeah, I was just tuning it, and then of course I, 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 I learned how to tune properly with, you know how what uh, what fifths are pure what fifths are not pure and and it was really not a problem i like that you have to also take care of the instrument that you don't have some someone to do that for you you have to do it yourself yeah it's it's small enough that you really have to know the inside out uh, yeah. <laughs> things <laughs> uh, so alina uh, can we divide your life so far into three segments uh, like uh, romania germany and lithuania is that accurate to say yes, absolutely accurate yes mm -hmm. so how did you move to 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 bremen right and in germany basically i um, went to germany to study yeah i didn't go to bremen first i went to west germany to um to duisburg uh, which okay. has a music academy as it's a part of the music academy in essen that's where i started to study harpsichord um, and only after some years, I, I moved to Bremen uh, in the same time. So while I was still in Duisburg, I started studying in Amsterdam as well. It was a parallel study. Back then it was possible to do that. Nowadays it's not. And yes, my, then I went to Bremen and I stayed there for quite some time. Right. I so started, how, yeah, what, was your, what was your uh, experience in, in Germany in comparison to Romania? Oh, about you talking about uh, what Arpsico exactly? Studies, <laughs> studies, 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 yeah. And of oh, course, yeah. the life, the life from 
post-Soviet country uh, going to the West, it's a completely different perspective, <laughs> right? Totally. Well, uh, I have to say, Romania was never a Soviet country, but uh, it was. I mean, it was a dictatorship. I think it was maybe in in some ex to some extent um, even worse. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, we were we Romania was occupied by the Russians for very little time. Um, little, okay. Very just in the mid forties and well after right after well the, when the war started because they came and they left after two or three years and uh, but <laughs> yeah Romania became a dictatorship with no freedom at all absolutely no freedom at all mm -hmm. so yes it was. Uh, it was, um, of course, I, I was already, um, I was 13, almost 14 when um, when the revolution happened, but okay. I remember, of course, everything. And and of course, the, the period of transition from, uh, yeah, from dictatorship to freedom, it was very long and <laughs> it's not over and um, everything changed. It was there were very dark times. Um, I think for me the darkest times were actually the the years right after, right after eighty right. nine. That was very hard. How the society was really practically freaking out and not understanding what to do with the freedom, not respecting someone else's point of view and everything. But yes, uh, I went to Germany in um, in ninety nine. So that was ten years after after the dictatorship fell, but it was still it was still so so much so much more to improve in in the country and in the society and everything. So yes, it was a it was of course a culture shock for me to go to Germany, um, but um, it was great that I studied because um, to study abroad is probably the best way to. To really learn things about about the new country, uh, to be able to integrate well, um, it's the best environment I can think of. The university environment to be to be together with other with other students from different countries. That was very beautiful. That I love that. And in in Duisburg, we were suddenly I had colleagues from all from everywhere from. A lot of countries, and and um, everybody was speaking German badly, and it was yeah. fine. It was fine, and and we grew together. We we helped each other a lot, and I yeah, that was that was really wonderful. But of course, it took a long time for me to learn many things, and also how the morale, how the working morale is, how to to learn a lot of things about fair play, about collegiality. Um, I. I'm very thankful for this. Really. Yes. So, so basically, uh, basically, you discovered a beautiful uh, community, right, uh, among those students, probably professors, and yes, you probably discovered many early music instruments as well. well. Of course, of course, of course. I went to all kinds of instrument exhibitions I could go to. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah, of course, R Romania has its own heritage with beautiful instruments, maybe not so much discovered by the West uh, by that time. Uh, but, uh, but uh, of course, when you go to Germany, to West Germany, uh, Western part of Germany, you get <laughs> uninterrupted, basically, uh, traditions, right, of performance uh, by dictatorships, right? So you could grow into, into, into that into that community seamlessly 
and uh, take what's the best of it. Yes, yes, and it was good that the, the possibility was there, you know, to to learn everything you wanted. Practically, nobody would stand in your way. If you wanted to learn something, you could just learn. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, did you happen to play some organs in Germany as well? Yes, yes, I did, uh, but just because I was in love with the instrument very much, I I never studied organ. Yeah, I did take some private lessons. Um, I uh, at some point indeed I wanted to study organ as well. But then I realized if I am going to study organ, then I have to, uh, then I really have to uh, involve myself with it. What about my harpsichord? What's going to happen with it? I didn't think that I could do both well. But I, I still I still play organ. I still even have corsets sometimes. Um, I am very humble about about uh, playing an organ concert. Uh, I know that I am not an organist. I of course I'm doing my best. Um, I'm I'm thankful if I'm given this opportunity. Um, but yes, um, my main instrument is harpsichord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. It's uh, sometimes organists also play harpsichord, and that's that's not not necessarily the right approach, not necessarily the 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 best idea, right? Because you have to have a different technique on the harpsichord than the organ, correct? Yes, but some people can adjust that, and yes. um, I admire those who can. I I think that maybe I could also um, if I if I would know more about it, and if I would have an instrument to practice on, which of course is not the case now, um, that, um, so I know people who can adjust and who play um, both instruments very well. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, well, it's actually, you know, when you think about about uh, our colleagues who play the lute instruments, so also usually they do choose one one instrument of the lute family that they play a lot like for example there are colleagues who, who prefer to play uh, theorbo and they almost never touch renaissance lute and the other way around of course they can play but they 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 already have a preference and i think it's with us keyboard players pretty much the same it's also the same with ch cellists and um, and uh, gamba players correct well i think um i think it's a bit less that because um these instruments are very different mm -hmm. and oh, i met more people who play uh, viola da gamba and uh, violone which is the double bass of the viola da gamba family uh, m more people than than uh, than people who play cello and viola da gamba um, I think there are not that that many. Of course, there are some, uh, and Darius is one of them, and he's amazing. But uh -huh. uh, it's not they're not that related this instrument. But that's what I meant. They have to choose at some point viola da gamba or cello, right? If they As play both of them, I think that more often often they they if they I don't know if they choose, but they prefer surely one or the other. Of course, mm -hmm. it's normal yeah. to have preferences. Great. Uh, uh, I always envy people who have, you know, those portable instruments like uh, from wind family, from string family, and they have not only one, but entire family group, groups of, of the same family uh, together, right? Uh, uh, like you say, Teorbo or, 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 or lute or various kinds of lutes uh, or, or, or harp, yes, some various kinds of harps. 
uh, string instruments uh, like like uh, bowed instruments uh, like viola uh, da gamba uh, some people play uh, violone right like you say uh, but it's it's really fun to to carry them around and to have a few of them uh, or or guitars right uh, guitar, yeah. uh, um, it various modes of guitars or families of flutes block flutes right uh, soprano alto tenor bass entire choir of of wooden flutes that's fun yeah well it, this i think it's fun to have your own instrument and to not uh, have to risk uh, every time you play a concert of course but i um but uh sometimes these instruments get stolen that's not that much fun <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you when one instrument is stolen, you maybe have three more in your disposal. So, yeah, yeah, okay. probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. So great. So Germany with beautiful connections among the students, and faculty, and discovery of wonderful instruments, uh, historical and newly made copies probably led you. To, to, to new career paths, right? And then you uh, somehow ended up in Vilnius. So how, that, how did that happen? How did that happen? Well, because of love, of course. Love, okay. Yes, that was, um, there was uh, no, um, no other choice. So if you meet the, the person and you know that's the one, then you have to be with that person. Excellent. There is not, not even, not even, not even uh, nothing to even think about. It's it's as it is. Uh, he happened to be say, from Vilnius, so that is from Vilnius. I had to be here. Let me just say, we know Osha and I know Darius a little bit longer than you. So, but now that we know both of you, uh, is evident that you both are a great match as as uh, as a couple and a team working together. So it's really it's really great that you met. It is great each that we each met. other. Yes, absolutely. It is great that we met. Yeah. So wonderful. So obviously, uh, before you came uh, into the picture, uh, this Banqueto Musicale festival focused uh, on 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 general early music scene, right? And uh, but then you br br brought along your keyboard experience right not only i would say harpsichord but in general keyboard perspective and uh, am i right saying that this uh, harpsichord uh, contest uh, lauxman contest is your initiative uh, in 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 essence well yes and no actually um mm -hmm. i uh, of course as a keyboard player i want to I want to see uh, historical keyboard instruments being more in the spotlight as solo instruments. Of course, I want that. Um, yes. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think that um, I, I don't think it was such a revolution for Banqueto Musical, but of course, I would know. The thing is that the idea of, of the Lauxman contest was actually of Darius. Um, mm. He um, he is um, doing a lot of research and um and when we when we started talking about it, um, it was he who um, said, "Okay, this is actually great. Let's uh, let's remember Sigismund Lachsman. He was very important, and let's let's just try. Let's just try to do that." In our uh, 
um, student years, we remember Lauxman as the author of the first um, of the first basically music theory uh, book in in Lithuanian uh, region, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. uh, national Lithuanian language at all. It was Latin, right? Uh, but he was a Jesuit, right? And he mm -hmm. he published this. Uh, beautiful treatise right so you could expand a little bit on that a little bit actually the other what, what, what i wanted to say right now is that um i never heard of Luxman before coming here yes mm -hmm. and this is actually sad um and maybe that was also uh of course it was not only uh, okay it was Luxman because darius mentioned Luxman. i didn't know who Luxman was before but in the same time when the idea of the contest um started to thrive um i um i had um received a scholarship from from uh, from the lithuanian ministry of culture for uh for the studying of some manuscripts which are related to polish lithuanian commonwealth these manuscripts were brownsburg Kraje, and sapieha and okay and because of that i thought okay nobody knows Nobody outside Lithuania, or maybe nobody outside Lithuania and Poland knows about Luxman really. Some people, of course, do, but it's not that that we learn about this guy um, in the music study. At least I, I never knew it. And um, also, okay, maybe people have heard about the Brownsburg manuscript, but it's not that um, it's not that Polish uh, early music is a thing, um, or it, it it should be. Maybe it will be more, but it's. I don't know when, how, how much Polish music, for example, did I play during my studies? Nothing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, that's what we wanted to actually to, um, we wanted to show the world that there is more to this um, early music heritage and this Polish Lithuanian space is very important. We could say that in general, when, when you go to early music school, you are taught some historical uh, schools of uh, keyboard composition, right? Be it organ or or uh, other keyboard instruments, and that's of course Italy, that's of yes. course Germany, France, uh, Spain with Portugal connected. What else? Mm -hmm. um, and England uh, also. Uh, uh, Dutch school, the Netherlands, and then uh, then what else? They teach like big big picture, right? And regional yeah. ones are kind of neglected because there are so many of them and you ha you have to pick one two three and it's hard to pick and when you talk about uh, lithuanian uh, polish commonwealth in the renaissance period early baroque period um, that was of course in in the global european context fairly unresearched area because uh, because of you know it still it still needs more attention even today right so so i understand totally that that you for example didn't hear about lauxmin before or that people from from other countries didn't hear about him too yes um um indeed um there are some major schools and styles in in the historical uh music um that we are, of course, uh, approaching all the time during the studies. Um, of course, as you mentioned, Italy above all, then 
Germany, North, mainly North German school and and Dutch school for organ. Um, yeah. Absolutely, also England very important for harpsichord. Oh yeah, I forgot about. If I'm talking only about if I'm talking only about keyboard instruments right now, so. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. England too. The, uh, France, the Fitzwilliam, France, France. Fitzwilliam virginal book. It's important too. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes. And Germany has several regions: northern, uh, middle Germany, and southern Germany, and they are all different. Correct. Yes, they are all different. Um, and Italy is different. You have to choose the during the study. The you cannot do everything. <laughs> and mm -hmm. of course, you you are right. Maybe that was. I mean, this was definitely not that much. Maybe it was researched, but not that much by by musicologists and musicians outside Poland and Lithuania. Let's say um, there are, of course, also other regions which are. Not being highlighted like uh, like I don't know the for example the Scandinavian space not that yes that's our Czech our... Uh, Czech, Czech, Czech yes. Republic of course is yes. important Bohemian culture yeah yeah the same is with Romania I'm sure I'm sure if you go to archives if there are archives still unresearched you would find wonderful things about the Buchholz organ in in. Uh, What's the town with the black, black church? Uh, it's a brush of its. Um, yeah, 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 brush of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. very famous. There is a lot to yeah. find out. Yes, the, well, yeah, there is yeah. a lot to research there as well. Uh, it is being researched little by little, but there are still uh, um, archives which have not been, <laughs> um, well, put that well in order. I I think. Uh, I did go to uh, an archive um, once because I, I don't live in Romania anymore. I cannot be there all the time. I, I went once to one yes. archive and I could not find anything, um, anything that I would be interested in. Um, um, everything I could find was too late for my area of interest. So 1800 um, hands, but still very interesting handwritten books of music things that they were doing um when they were singing in the choir um and and stuff like that um mm -hmm. this uh, but i think um that um people there are are working and they will find they will find more things of course there is this famous example of the codex Cayoni, this manuscript um, which uh -huh. is found in a you know in the wall of a monastery and it is the only existing copy of it this is something like wow and that was rediscovered in the 80s it's really quite uh, not that long ago actually but yeah. that, there must be more there must be more yeah and of course um um with with romania romania it, it's so it's so interesting that uh, yeah it, this research is still continuing and uh, with other parts of the world uh, which which were maybe um, a, a little bit remote from the global music centers like italy and france and uh, and uh, some others right like amsterdam and london uh, but if you say uh, in the 1800s this this manuscript right it could still be early music considered right because this culture came later a bit like in lithuania too uh, 
we have baroque organs from 1900 from 19th century uh, early 19th century at least uh, so the same could be true in romania i would think well maybe but romania also had a very uh, well, uh, all countries had uh, have a difficult history. Romania, as we know it, uh, Romania now it was not before. So Romania mm -hmm. has been a country really since 1918. Okay. And um, there is um, a lot of uh, Eastern influence uh, there, right. of course. So whatever we could find, which matches our area of, of um, interest um, is more probably in Transylvania to be found. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people are, are, are still keep looking for, for more things. It's, um, yeah, I mean, there are some, but still, uh, I also have to say some of the things that I found were also already being researched by Polish musicologists. So in uh, uh, there is one one book about uh, the Polish dances, uh, and uh -huh. there are many manuscripts listed, and some of them are Hungarian manuscripts, and with some connections to the trans Transylvanian world. So, yeah, uh, there is a lot to research, but it's not that it's not that not that easy. I think. I mean, you find probably a lot of music and a lot of sources in, in in belonging to a geographical space which was a bit more stable for a longer time like a big kingdom yeah it was and despite it, all the wars still there still still happening you know like you know like france or and those connections between the regions if, are still apparent right like the king of of uh, Polish uh, Lithuanian Commonwealth. Um, it, it, it was uh, Steph Stephanus Batorus, right? How you pronounce it in, yes, in Latin, for example. Batorus. And he was from Hungary, right? And yes. um, and therefore that influence also probably spread to the north uh, somehow, right? With, with yes. In in one way or another. So basically, and. Uh, and Lauxmin, Zygmunt Lauxmin, we say in Lithuanian, Zygmuntas Lauxminas, but it's the same person. He probably lived in, in the same period or era that uh, Stephanus Batorus, correct? I think so. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the period where, well, when the Vilnius University was founded. A Jesuit uh, Collegium, right? Yes. College of, of of Jesuits, and in in 1579, and that's how musical education uh, and in general science in Lithuania became became taught professionally, and it's very very interesting now that you actually re uh, reevaluating this name Lauxmin and putting it to a modern context with your harpsichord competition. Yes, <laughs> nicely put. Yes, so let's talk about that for a moment. Um, of course, this is the only running uh, uh, harpsichord contest in the Baltic states, and um, that's that's an already a phenomenon, already achievement, right? There, there, there is a gap of that harpsichord culture in Lithuania and uh, 
perhaps in Latvia and Estonia, and um, we have organ con uh, concert, uh, uh, basically contest, but not no harpsichord contest. So, what's your experience uh, with organizing such a f uh, contest uh, internationally, so to say? Do you get a lot of support? Well. Attention. Well, yes, actually, um, many say that it's a great initiative and that it is important. Um, I still notice that there is um, quite a lot of, I don't want to say fear, uh, let's uh, let's call it respect or caution because because indeed um, this repertoire is not still not being really studied by students uh, now in music academies around the world um, and maybe they are a bit afraid to 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 touch it really the thing is of course that's not what you asked but now i'm just following my own my own line of yes. thought um, the uh, there were uh, this year as 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 uh, as well as last time when we first did this contest two years ago um some of the participants they one could hear that they were um, very um, they were engaging with this repertoire uh, with a lot of courage and with a lot of hope. But from many others, um, I could we could notice that they were still approaching this very very cautiously. So, like okay, let's oh okay, I have a choice to 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 play. Um, I have a list of pieces. I have to choose one of them, and and maybe some of them would choose the easier the, the piece which looked like easier than others just in order to not do anything wrong so this is something that i'm thinking a lot about this these days and um, how to how to make people uh more confident about approaching this area i mean this is not like it's not from the moon or it's not from another planet it belongs to our world it's it's, it's of course it's very special but it's not extremely different uh, I mean, it is different a little bit. There are some. I don't say it's a different style, but of course, it does. Some of the some of the pieces, of course, they have their own specific, let's say, Polish Polish touch, or not all of them, of course. But um, I would like them to to trust um, to trust that, that 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 this repertoire is very valuable and that um, they should just they should just they should just dive in it a bit a bit more and not not be so fearful um, because i think course, they should first of all play just for this concert probably they have they ever even thought about uh playing this i mean that's my that's my my impression so alina wonderful um, let's talk a little bit about uh, required repertoire for this contest of course uh, i presume the newly published uh, Brownsburg tablature is mm -hmm. one of the major focus points, correct? Well, I think if it is, it's just because of its practicability at the moment. Um, um, anyway, it is a, a gorgeous manuscript and a great source for great music. Uh, the manuscript has been published now in modern notation or uh, since one year, I think, only. Yes, right? 2021. Yeah. Yes, because we both have it in paper. I think you yeah. and me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we we have on paper plus PDF. Of course, of course, the PDF uh, we already have it uh, since it 
appeared so yes um we we were a bit uh, luckier here because darius had already worked on it Wow. and he already trans transcribed most of it himself Oh. but it's but it's um so yeah but it's great to have this edition now um, um made by martin shellist um and everybody can access it and that's uh, i think that's what i would recommend to the students just to start from there Wonderful. and then look I'll forward put I put put the link to to this edition in the description of this podcast conversation so that people could find uh, relative relative relevant things that we talk about. So let's say Brownsburg tablature, for example. Yes, right. Wonderful. And um, uh, what else uh, people could uh, could choose from uh, to perform for this contest? Uh, whatever music do you do you have like like uh, um, like uh, common uh, global early music sources like uh, Vir uh, Fitzwilliam Virginal School or 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 Germ German or Italian or French? Um, music or or is it just for our region well, you, you're talking about well i don't know if i understood the question uh correctly but if we are still talking about uh, this uh, polish lithuanian commonwealth space um um as a as a teacher um i um, i'm trying to start with the something which is which makes people uh no let's rephrase it i i'd like to start with something which which is um accessible and uh -huh. which is which is accessible and also uh, um satisfying uh from the first moment um Brownsburg is such an example another example uh, uh it's earlier it's earlier stuff it's the lublin manuscript of course uh -huh. always the lublin manuscript why not uh, it's very beautiful. It's very pretty. There's uh, a lot of, of a lot of pieces that pieces that people just like to play, and from because it's it's maybe easy to start with that, and to start with with things that are already uh, in modern notation. Um, because um, uh, anything else would mean that people have to uh, to start uh, learning the uh, the organ tablatures and would have to put things together themselves or to ask someone who can do that for them. And that 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 looks like a lot of work, and uh, and many have um, a lot of um, I don't know respect for that. Like I mean, which they should, of course, but they might not feel that encouraged to engage with it if it's mm, yeah just somewhere in a in a in a in a library somewhere far away or maybe accessible by internet, but it's still in 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 Oregon. Uh, tablature which is not everybody can read it it's, it's of course it's also hard and the manuscripts are different another another uh, another source which i would now just on the spot recommend is the amabach tablature the german one which is oh, also published yeah. in modernization and they have there it has a lot of polish dances in it and and also um, from that to to search for for further german manuscripts um from that time which have uh, Polish dances. You can, of course, you don't have to play only Polish dances, but that, the Polish dance is an important genre. It's uh, we have to know about this. So, um, and then you look for more and more and more. There are very, very many um, 
very many manuscripts, luckily, uh, that uh, are now starting to be accessible to, to everybody. Wonderful. It's so nice that uh, modern research has been done uh, and, um, and those old editions are being issued uh, in a modern uh, collections or uh, p p pieces of music from early music sources are being published uh, for the first time, which were inaccessible before. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, Really, I'm not uh, paid to do any advertising here, but um, but we have to all the time check what's happening in Fontes Musicae in Polonia. We definitely have to check that out because it's full of great stuff. It's full of great manuscripts and in, in excellent, excellent editions. And we have to be thankful to the Polish musicologists for doing this work for us, actually. Yeah, and this Brownsberg tablature has been published uh, by this uh, series Fontis Musice in Polonia, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. so people, I, I guess, will go look for it and we'll have a link provided to them. It's really, really useful collection to have, uh, even for organists, not only for harpsichord players, because uh, there are uh, various dances there are polychoral music uh, that that has been transferred to the keyboard and you can tabulate it even further uh, with or without pedals correct for one yes. ped for one player or even duet like we do with osha it's really amazing and and there are so many uh, pieces it's such a thick a thick book that you could uh, yeah it's it's like i don't know how many kilos it does it weigh but i don't know that it. either but before i mean <laughs> before this manuscript was published i mean we we were engaging a lot with the Brunsberg manuscript darius and i and darius said oh there is a there is a week of music in there yeah i think it's this is true <laughs> true correct <laughs> it's a treasure trove and it's, i'm so glad that polish musicologists uh, uh, really, really made it accessible for us for, for in a modern in a modern way. Yes, uh, th three volumes, right? The second volume, three I think, volumes, yes, music. Yes. The first mm -hmm. is historical introduction with performance practice, and the third is what uh, um, uh, appendages or something else. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember exactly, but it's in three volumes. So real connoisseurs should get all three of them. Yeah, absolutely, you need all the three of them, and you know the great. Also, the it's a, it's great. What's also great about this uh, Fontes Music Chain Polonia is that um, you get PDFs for free. Like, like really, what else do you need? <laughs> you know, like I mean, really, everybody, everybody can, uh, everybody can, everybody can access it. And and uh, well, I I I had I had uh, moments of satisfactions when. When just people, random people, let's say random people on Facebook, they some of them um, are studying music, some of them are just lovers of early music, some of them seniors or people who like to go to concert, and they ask me, "Oh, what is this? It's such a pretty piece on the on the teaser of this um, of this uh, contest. What is it? It is an Italian piece." And I'm thinking, "Really? Are you kidding me? I mean, just how can it be an Italian piece if it's uh, you know <laughs> it's a uh, um, contest about Luxman and about Polish Lithuanian space is a piece from Rosberg and it's uh, originally a German piece 
And um, what you hear in there is just a Brownsburg version of it, plus the diminutions that I made myself. Um, and um, that's also great because you can, through Brownsburg, for example, you can you can find out uh, other treasures. You are looking at the at the version of one piece which is in Brownsburg, and then you're going to look and see. Oh, but the original version of this piece was actually somewhere else in Frankfurt. Let's say, like like it's the case with that with that. Um, piece from the teaser uh, from Jakob Myland. And you can, there is more and more and more. So you, you can only, you, you will find out things really exponentially. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really great. And of course, Brownsburg connects to the larger culture through intabulations by, voc by vocal composers, right? Uh, you get the original version uh, from Italy or, or, or the Netherlands. And, and then you get this keyboard version uh, mm -hmm. in East Prussia, Brownsburg, um, which, which is wonderful uh, to have comparison. And uh, people who go further and look for other versions can play maybe 10 or 15 different versions of the same motet, right? Yes. Yes, it's very nice that that you can you can start looking for more because also you want to do that after somehow that's the effect that Bronzberg and and manuscripts like that have on on people I think and why should we not experience that I think we should exactly exactly and you mentioned uh, before a person very important person who uh, who um, uh, participated in the in the publication of this uh, beautiful uh, source, uh, Marcin Schellest from Poland. Uh, could you talk a little bit uh, uh, about him and uh, his role in the competition too? Well, uh, Marcin Schellest is uh, an incredible gain to, to the contest, to the organ world to the musicology world um he is um i i really i don't know um well i don't want to sound like a groupie but like he i mean you were there actually um yeah when i was in, in, the, in the recital <laughs> that he gave at, on the big blue organ at the franciscan church the first uh, organ concert after uh, in a series of inaugurations in the summer, correct? And uh, he played it beautifully, the, the North German organ music. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so, uh, so I, am I understanding correctly that he is part of the jury too? Yes, yes, he is part of the jury. Um, he um, he is very accurate about sources. Yes. He um, he is not only part of the jury, but he was also the one who provided the, the music material for the compulsory pieces. Yeah, uh, like in in his uh, in the modern notation, and one can be sure that it's done properly. And also, he provided uh, very interesting lectures um, uh, on the on the theme of the music of the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth, and because yeah. also uh, Lauxmin is it's also an educational event somehow. So he's um, 
it's really great to to have him and and I personally appreciate him very much as a colleague, as a musician, as a person. He's also very modest. He, in the first thing he said was that, but you know, I'm an organist, and yeah, so very good that you're an organist. Um, like, yeah, I'm not a harpsichord, but really, I mean, he can play harpsichord as well, amazingly. So, um, he's a, he's a very good uh, judge uh, of of playing a very very kind also, but he's just um, very straight, and uh, his insight is always very valuable to us. Mm -hmm. Who else was on the jury besides Mar Marcin? Well, um, uh, as this is a, a, a contest uh, of the Baltic states, um, yes, and because um, because we are uh, because it is important to have um, partnerships with people who also teach, like in in universities, we have um, from Lithuania Balis Vaitus. We have from Latvia Maris Kupc, from um, from uh, Estonia we have Imbi Tarum. She's a professor for harpsichord there, and um, of course I did say, and of course we do say it is the first and only uh, so far contest for harpsichord in the Baltic states. But if you are now extending this this uh, term of Baltic states, of course Poland is very important, and in Poland there are harpsichord contests. So I don't yeah. want. Uh, anyone to think that I'm saying okay yeah, it's the only one uh, at all no in Poland of course they have because they care about it we have uh, in the jury uh, also um, apart from Martin Schellest from Krakow we also have uh, Liliana Stavarts uh -huh. so yeah teaching. I understand because Baltic states we usually mean uh, Lithuania Latvia and Estonia yes so like that in that to that extent of course that's how we also put it so it's, it is the only contest there yeah this was the jury Wonderful. And me, of course. And you, of course, yes. <laughs> and uh, Alina, what did you learn uh, from this year's um, contest? Uh, what What will you get out of it for future? I, uh, I, I, um, actually, the most uh, beautiful conclusion, um, and it is a bit okay. Last year, I remember I thought this too, but this year it has been consolidated this very thought that um meanwhile um and it's really different to how it was uh 20 years ago when i was um a student myself um you have so many good players meanwhile so many good um young players good not only talented but hardworking and, and really good uh, good young colleagues and the great thing is that they don't all play this. They don't all have to play the same. They are all very different, but they're all good. And it, it's okay. You don't have to be a copy of someone else anymore. Because when I was a student and also before that, I know that, of course, there were good, great players back then, uh, but I didn't see that much diversity um, in that time. In, in diversity, I mean, in, in the terms of, 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 of playing, of style, of... Um, I don't know personality, and now you have that much more, and this is something that that uh, that I think one has to cherish and has to to uh, support. This is this is. I mean, for example, the the, the winners of this year, they are, they are all such great musicians, but they are all so different. And it was really the same last time as well, and probably it will be the same in the future. You're not going to have 
the same school, like they are different and it, it has to be like this. I think it's good. This is probably the, the big uh, conclusion of this. That's And of course, again, um, what I personally learned from it is that I should uh, continue to promote this, um, this repertoire, this yeah. heritage. Uh, to make it accessible uh, if i can with, within my power um to um to concentrate on on it in my work because it's worth it and and everybody who who hears this music for the first time everybody says oh but this is such a beautiful thing and why i didn't know about it yes oh this is actually the mission <laughs> exactly and you mentioned uh, how how level of, of students is so 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 high in these days and there is variety of, for, for, from each culture right which probably is developing even more into the future so i'm i'm very happy that um, that is this contest uh, has been drawing international attention and i wish that in the future your work will continue and uh, chair, uh, basically prosper in this field uh, and you will get of course uh, many more wonderful opportunities to present uh, music of, of this rather unknown uh, period and area in in the whole world uh, to the to the wider public as well thank you vidas thank you so much <laughs> So, so for the end of our conversation, let me ask, uh, what's next for you after this concert? Of course, you have to uh, probably recover your strength after Banqueta Musicale, which is still not finished. We're talking in the middle of, of those events. And after it's done, what are your plans for the future, Alina? Well, uh, there's still one more week left of concerts and events. Um... Uh, I see the uh, light at the end of the tunnel about that. Um, yeah. After that, um, after that, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there will be uh, more concerts um, outside Lithuania with totally different repertoire and including an organ recital. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And um, I am going to Bremen to, to my students. Um, and uh, I am... Um, I am planning actually to to extend my own repertoire of uh, Polish Lithuanian uh, repertoire uh, music. Um, yes. This is what uh, what I'm planning because I it's I, I actually uh, I have I have the feeling I had just started with it and uh, yeah so this is the musical plan. Of course, I I would like to record um, again. Uh, a CD and with with this music. I mean, this is definitely on the list. So just talking about yeah. my own my own plans, my own musical plans at the moment. Short term yes. plan. You mentioned organ recital. What kind of organ will you play? Well, is <laughs> that will be that will be something uh, of a challenge. Wonderful. Um, I really, I really think that. Um, you will enjoy playing with 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 a pipe organ in addition to harpsichord, correct? Of and course, of course. <laughs> it, it it doesn't always happen, you know. It doesn't happen often enough for harpsichordists to play the organ. But if you get the chance, I think you should take it. 
Oh yes, I mean, of course, of course, I, I, I'll be happy to, and I will, of course, do my best. I, 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 I do. I every time I enjoy playing the organ, and I, uh, when I was a student, now I remember I um, went together with uh, with my colleagues and with Professor Harald Fogel to Italy to play on on really old uh, organs, on Minton organs, and that was really an amazing experience, and I even played on the organ, on one of the organs in the Bologna Cathedral. This is one of my main memories. Like I was amazed about that. I mean, of course, this is great. I just don't want to, to get too self-absorbed into that. So this is my own personal challenge, I think. But of course, I will, uh, I will very much enjoy doing that. And I'll do it as well as I can. Wonderful. So give uh, our and my regards to Darius as well. He's Thank doing you. An amazing job with Banqueta Musicale in general for 32 years. And uh, we both, let me talk for Osha as well. We both wish both you and, and him um, much energy and uh, good synergy working together uh, to developing this into, into something, uh, you know, for future generations that it could uh, continue not for one decade, but for, for many decades to come. Thank you, Vidas and Asha. Uh, much love from us too, to yes. both of you, and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful conversation. Enjoyed it very much, uh, knowing about, uh, about you, your background, how you fell in love with the harpsichord, how you came in, <laughs> to study into Western countries and then came, came to Lithuania, how you became interested uh, into Polish-Lithuanian music and, uh, and of course, this wonderful competition of harpsichord, uh, Lauksman competition. You. So <laughs> much, much luck and happiness to you. And uh, I, I hope we meet again. If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog Secrets of Organ Playing at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vida Spinkavitus, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you online really soon.